Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Happiness Journey with Dr. Dan podcast, where every journey is worth living. My name is Dr. Dan, and I'm your host for today's episode. I am a cognitive behavior psychotherapist specializing in anger management issues, both court-appointed and private, marriage counseling using the EFT method, dissociative disorders, narcissistic personality disorders, depression, anxiety, dream analysis, and also provide life, business, and retirement coaching support. I provide individual one-on-one session and also do group settings. If you need any assistance, reach out to DMV Therapy and Coaching Services at 301-325-1550, and our website can be found at lifecoachdanemzalag.com. Today, I'm very, very excited to have for our first episode of season seven, a very special guest, Sean Gala from the men's group. And just like every of my past episodes, I will leave it up to the guests to properly introduce themselves as no one can do a better job. Sean, the floor is yours. Well, that's great, Dr. Dan. I'm excited to be here. Uh, I think that what you're doing is fantastic and lots of people need help with those topics you help them with. And I've seen that firsthand. So yeah, I'm, uh, I run men's groups. I've been doing it for 15 years now. Uh, started out uh, just um, living in another country. I lived in Mexico for a while, felt a little lonely, didn't have anybody to talk to, but you know, my relationship challenges and stuff going on in my life. And so I threw my friends into a Facebook group and it turns out the men really needed it. And they also felt like they didn't have anybody to talk to about personal growth matters. So uh, the women sort of fell out of it and then it became a men's group. And then, you know, here we are, uh, th- that turned into another business that I ended up selling. And that, then I launched mensgroup.com. Uh, and so we help guys all over the world find community and build friendships, and most importantly, have a place to talk about the everyday nuts and bolts guy stuff that's on their mind, you know? Um, It matters like, uh, how can I set better boundaries with people? How can I stop fighting my relationship? How can I communicate my feelings better? How do I get over a porn addiction? You know, um, really common guy things. And and so we, we run these online men's groups to give guys an opportunity to talk about those things and hear how other guys have overcome them. Beautiful. Well, then you know, your service is definitely very needed because, you know, the thing is what I've noticed as well, uh, Sean, is that in many relationships, the man is supposed to be the, you know, the breadwinner or the mm-hmm. ego to be the, the kind of like the foundation. But yet we see that a lot of them do not address issues, either mental illness or whatever it is. So how do you entice the group or the men to be able to get the help that they need if they're actually struggling with more than just setting boundaries or relationship issues. Yeah, definitely. We, we do encourage them to go, go and see professional help if they're dealing with uh, significant issues. We're big fans of therapy. I'm a big fan of, fan of therapy, working with uh, therapists like you. Um, uh, but basically, um, guys who come to men's group are typically at a point where they've looked around and realized, whoa, hey, I've been investing too much in my work. I've been investing a lot in my family and I've let my, my, my social circle, my, my friends kind of fade away. And, and so they, they self-select something like this. So they're, they're keen to get into conversations. They're keen to talk about meaningful things. They're excited to have an opportunity to talk about what's on their mind. They're often very hesitant or scared because they've never done anything like this before. But when they come in, what we do is we set the tone. We want to make people feel as comfortable as possible by sharing vulnerable things ourselves and having our group leaders do the same. And we'll always go to existing group members first that have um, you know, issues they want to discuss. So that way a man can observe, oh, wow, this guy shared something sensitive and he wasn't rejected or 
called gay or whatever <laughs> and you know and and or or a pussy or whatever and he these guys were supportive and encouraging oh wow so but by observing other guys not being judged other guys then start to feel safe that's the number one way that we do it yeah a lot of a lot of women and a lot of people in general think that their man won't doesn't know how to open up well he can he just needs to feel he just needs to be in the right environment where he feels safe to do so and also not judged not judged yeah guys feel judged about the, their feeling especially yeah. the primary emotions and uh, because of that they just do not know how to process it and kind of like be more vulnerable and that's the biggest uh, issue that i've seen in many of the patients that i've been dealing with and this is one of the common most common problems that we see in relationship so mm-hmm. um what are the most common issue in men's group that you have seen and what kind of solution have you suggested for them to be able to overcome this problem yeah, great question, Dr. Dan. Yeah, so the, the, the big ones we see are guys recovering from a breakup or a divorce or an infidelity, um, guys that are learning to manage their anger, um, guys that want to learn how to set better boundaries, not be a nice guy anymore. Um, porn addiction is one that gets talked about all the time, surprisingly. Uh, family issues, especially with parents or kids. Um, yeah, but just general emotional intelligence, guys wanting to be able to communicate better. Those are the big ones. And we as an organization, like myself, if I'm leading groups or the therapists we have leading groups, we actually don't give advice. We actually let the other guys do that. So really what happens is a guy just says, hey, this is what I'm facing. I've been fighting with my wife again, or my wife just had a couple of miscarriages and I don't know how to support her or I'm having this conflict at work. What do you guys think? And then the other guys share what they think. And always in a group of six to eight to 10 guys, there's two or three that have been through the exact same thing or are going through something similar. And so just through hearing how the guys think about it, how they are approaching it in healthy ways, guys absorb how, how they can, you know, handle their situation better to that, which then leads to less suffering and more happiness, you know, for them. Interesting strategy. And, uh, When it comes to let's say whatever is yeah, I just you just shared the most common. What what were the most uncommon issues that you have seen? Because like I said, obviously in in a group of eight or ten men, yeah, you have ten different challenges. But we're talking about thousands of different challenges that people face, and especially our listeners here who do not know about your group, and I hope that they will join. Um, what other things have you heard that you said, whoa, that's new? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, every every day there's something new, right? There are no new problems, but there's like, there's unique variables in people's challenges, right? Like everybody has to grieve or experience a loss at some point, right? But like last week on my personal men's group, one of the guys was talking about how he used to share a dog with his ex-girlfriend and the ex-girlfriend no longer wants to share the dog. And so he's got, to, he's trying to figure out if he needs, he's he's experiencing, he's, he's beginning to grieve the loss of this friend of his, this dog. So like, that's a unique example that we haven't seen a ton of. Um, and there's all of these, there's all sorts of examples like that. I mean, we've had guys calling you from jail. We've had guys um, calling in that long distance truckers calling in and like, and like, you know, um, talking about the issues that they face with their work and their career and the hours that they face. There's no shortage of unique um, examples, but they all do fall, typically fall under interpersonal or like, trying to be better man themselves in some way or trying to save a relationship of some kind, you know, 
So how do you um, set boundaries in your group? Because obviously, as you said, no one can, I mean, the, the moderator cannot give advice. They led the other group members to do so. But since not a lot of people will experience the exact same problem, how do you, you do not want to misguide anyone in the group. So what do you do to be able to say, well, that's not applicable. So what do we do this or do that? So how do you know how to manage all this? Yeah, I mean, we tell the guys that you need to take any feedback you get with a grain of salt and you need to be discerning about what, what you take on and what you don't. That being said, our, our facilitators are there to make ensure that everybody gets value and that the conversations uh, flow smoothly and that nobody rambles. Mm -hmm. And part of that is sometimes if a guy is offering feedback from the from a place of um, anger or emotions or, or, or something that he shares something that is generally understood to be unhealthy, perspective, then we typically will, will ask him to stop and, and move on to somebody else. Uh, we also ask people to speak in I statements typically. Um, so we ask them to just share their experience instead of telling people what to do. So instead of saying, you should do this, you should do that. You should do that. It's here's what I did. Here's what I learned. Here's what happened to me. And we found that through that we act and, and through this culture that we've put into place years ago, we don't have to step in a lot. There's, there's like a couple hot button topics. Like there's a lot of guys that are angry towards women because they have been cheated on or dragged through the courts and stuff. So occasionally you have to step in there and go, no, man, women are not the problem. You know, you were in an unfortunate relationship, this and that. And, um, um, you know, pol like politics and news and world events seems to come up occasionally. And we have to step in and go, this isn't the place for that, you know, opinion on that stuff. But in general, we don't actually see a lot of bad advice because guys are just sharing their experience. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and when it comes to the, where do you see the men's group going? I mean, you said that you get uh, people from all around the world. Um, so everything is done virtually, obviously, because uh, Ross, that won't yep. be possible. Uh, yep. But when it comes to um, adding more people into the group with different issues that they're facing, um, how do you manage that? I mean, it's like, do you, do you promote the group to different other platform on Facebook or Instagram, or do you go to different like alcoholic anonymous or different things like that to be able to uh, have them to say, Hey, now we deal only with men and not just with women. Yeah. So we basically, well, there's a couple of questions in there. I mean, my goal with men's group is just to help as many men as possible find a safe place to talk about whatever's on their mind. In my household growing up, my dad was a, my mom and dad were very loving. They gave me everything I could ever want, but my dad lacked an emotional toolkit and he lacked um, good friends. And so, you know, I, looking back, I can't help but think that my household would have been a lot happier. My upbringing would have been a lot happier had he had something like this. Um, yeah. And so, so my, that's what my mission is to help as many guys like that. Now, right now we're at, you know, we have 15,000 guys in our community, but it could be. If it's a hundred thousand or a million, I don't really care. I'm just going to try to keep helping as many guys as possible. Um, we're very new. Mensgroup.com is only two years old, so I'm excited for the numbers we're at. Um, and how we go about finding guys is just mostly making sure we show up in places where guys hang out. So most of our crowd is not the Alcoholics Anonymous or pe people that are really struggling with like serious mental issues or emotional health issues. Typically, it's like. Uh, your average guy, uh, we have a lot of professionals, accountants, lawyers, doctors, those kinds of things. 
your, but even construction workers, teachers, you know, um, just your average guy who's realized that he's, he's going through a challenge, a new challenge, and he just doesn't have anybody to talk to about it. And so where do those guys go look for information? They go and look on Google. They go and look on YouTube. And so those are places where we show up. We've also, we've also um, got a lot of referrals from counselors recently, therapists mm -hmm. who have male clients. And they say, you know what, something like this, like a men's group would be good for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that, that's where, that's how we show up. And then also doing some podcasts, just, uh, just talking about what we do. People seem to find it interesting. Well, that's, you know, you definitely provide an amazing service to society. Uh, oh, thank you. On. I mean, I really, when, when we first contacted, I said, well, this is definitely a good topic for the podcast. Because, yeah. You know, that, you know, like I have a variety of different uh, guests um, from TV producers to uh, people who have gone very severe relationship, men and women. Uh, yeah. so it, but it's, you know, when it's very, very hard because when they feel that they're alone, and they do not know anyone to talk to beside their therapist or whatever it is, they, they still feel enclosed and isolated. And this isolation, as you know, we've been isolated for 18 months because of this yeah. pandemic. Uh, now we, I see a lot of mental illness kind of like, you know, come out out of wood, the woodwork and people now realize, oh, damn, I didn't know I had that. They were kind of yeah. like to bury it, you know, to, for it not to come out. But now they have no choice. They have to address it because they're yes. living in misery the way they do. So yeah. I think your men's group comes up at the exact right time. Talk about Ooh. planning here, right? Mm -hmm. Years, almost like it was almost the beginning of the pandemic at that point, come to think of it. So yeah. uh, this is when a lot of people definitely need assistance and help and support. So I think, uh, you know, thank God that you're coming up with things like that that could help the men's group. Now, are you thinking about getting the women involved? I mean, uh, maybe a women's group or whatever, or you just focus primarily on this gender? Yeah, well, I, I don't know as much about women as I know about men <laughs> because I've been working with them for 15 years okay. and I'm still trying to figure out my own relationship, <laughs> you know, on a regular basis. That being said, though, a lot of a lot of people have asked me to start women's groups and I've, I've thought about it. You know, my, my girlfriend right now, she's been, uh, she's a nurse, but she's been running her own women's group. And so she's been, exploring the idea. I would love to take what I've learned about community building and running groups and getting people to open up and create connection and apply that to a women's group, like find a female leader to like really, really run with that. Um, but at this, at this point in time, I'm, I'm fully, you know, 60 hours a week in building men's group because it's working so well. So I don't want to diverge my attention yet. Beautiful. Now, um, when it comes to, um, we, we spoke like briefly about the future of the men's group. Yeah. You want to go like international. You want to be able to get, you want to help as many people as possible, as many men as possible. Um, that have you faced any major challenges throughout the journey of developing this men's group to, to make you second guess about, is it really worth it? Or is it something that, you know, you probably kind of try to, to question yourself about it? Oh, yeah. It's a great question, Dr. Dan. You ask good questions, man. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've never been asked that question before. And I love the work that you're doing too. And that's why I was excited to be here because I think thank more people so need to you need to be working with people like you. And I suggest anybody who's listening to work with somebody like Dr. Dan. <laughs> thank you so much. You know, men's group is one avenue. You know, there's lots of healing tools that, that can be useful uh, like Dr. Dan. Um, sorry, I forgot the question. <laughs> What was the question? <laughs> yeah. So 
um, throughout this journey of developing or creating this mentor, right? Ro yeah, what was the adversity? Just yourself to say, is it something that is really needed in our society, and what can I do to be able to make it the best that I can? Yeah, man. I mean, every week I still feel that way because I could be doing a hundred other things and be making a lot more money and probably dealing with less hassles. Running a community is a low margin, high people, high admin business. There's a lot that goes into like or, um, event organization, event planning, a lot of administrative stuff. Um, so it's been, it's definitely challenged me to build such an, a people heavy and admin heavy organization. Mm -hmm. We're also dealing with a lot of guys that are coming in emotional states. You know, they've just been cheated on or they've been through conflict or they've had somebody die or whatever. And so, you know, sometimes that emotion can be directed at us, which, yeah. you know, we try to do our best to be understanding about that. Most of the guys are cool and super easy going, but there's a little bit of that behind the scenes. <clears throat> uh, yeah, it's and the community as a business model in particular is is very challenging one to build because um, it just takes a lot of energy in the beginning to get things rolling, to get life, to breathe life into a community. And then lastly, like we're constantly getting thrown curveballs as far as new stuff we need to deal with. Like guys are having beers on a meeting the other day on a social meeting. Is that okay? Since we have some alcoholics in our group. Uh, we've had guys talk about committing suicide. We had our first um, case where a member actually committed suicide. Uh, oh, geez. Uh, yeah, um, two months ago. Now we've been in business for two two years, and we've had, you know, we're currently have fifteen thousand people in our community. We probably had double that pass through it since the beginning, and it's like I'm feel very fortunate that we haven't had that happen yet. And we've had more success stories of guys saying that they called a friend they met through men's group instead of doing something like that. But yeah, we had a guy join and, and unfortunately the group was very supportive. He only attended one meeting and then, yeah, he took his own life a week later. So there's, there's, there are, um, there are quite a bit of challenges with this business model. And I think that's why nobody else is doing it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, like if you look at the men's group space, there's nobody really doing it in an exciting, well-marketed kind of way running it as a business. And I, I think it's because it's it's, it's a difficult one. But for me, it's worth it because this is the most meaningful thing I could be doing with, with my life. Beautiful. And, you know, like I said, and I'll repeat it again to all the listeners out there, this is definitely a group that is needed because I can see how many people are struggling. And Thank you. Uh, there's actually one last question that I wanted to ask. And Yeah, please. Yeah. Very successful entrepreneurs, uh, just like you, um, go through what we call the imposter syndrome. Yeah, it's like this is like a syndrome that people think, who am I for people to listen to me and to be able to hear my advice? But in your case, as you said, you're not giving any advice. You let it you let the group take care of that and everyone share their own input into the, the equation. So but have you always said, who am I? I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist to be able to create a group like that. Yeah, definitely. And um, I still feel that from time to time when I'm on podcasts with somebody who's very well credentialed like you, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I still feel that way. And, uh, and, but at the end of the day, I came by this honestly, right? Like I was just starting a group to scratch my own itch. <laughs> and then what ended up happening is it turned out that I'm good at it. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't want to be good at it. In between the last men's group business I started in men'sgroup.com, I really 
hesitated because I was like, I want to do something easier. I want to do something, you know, cooler, like an Instagram sports influencer or something, you know, because when I go to a cocktail party or whatever, and I tell people I run men's groups, usually I'd be better. I think I'd be better off just saying I'm an accountant or something. You know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, for me, I learned through experience. Like, like the first men's group I ever ran was supposed to be a business mastermind. It was a bunch of entrepreneurs on a, on a surf trip and the, at my house in Mexico. And we sat in a circle at the end of the trip. And because we had such a good time and the guys got to know each other because of how I kind of engineered the group throughout the weekend, like they started talking about personal stuff. And I was like, whoa, how did this happen? You know? And then it kept happening like that. And so I, I, after three or four trips, I was in a circle of 50 guys on a ski trip at, the, at some ski lodge. And I'm there in the middle. And these guys are all way more successful than me. Some of them are celebrities and athletes, and these kinds of things. And I'm there in the middle leading this thing. So of course, I'm feeling complete imposter syndrome. Um, but now, you know, I've been doing this for long enough where it's like 12 or 15 years where I feel it a little bit on a podcast like this. I'm like, who am I to be... Um, talking. But then I, I remember that just like our facilitation, I'm not here to actually teach anything. I'm just here to share what I observe mm -hmm. guys are saying in groups, like I'm sharing their wisdom, you know? So imposter syndrome is something that a lot of guys talk about in our groups though, actually that that's another popular topic. So, yeah, uh, absolutely. But again, yeah. you know, as a psychotherapist, um, it's what we call talk therapy. I let yeah. a lot of my patient talk more. So yeah. I listen. it's more reflective listening that I do a lot. Uh, yeah. I just bring up their point. So it's, it's not really so different to what you do, but I'm right. just having more of a clinical aspect of it. And this yes. is more different. But uh, overall, what you do is what any um, moderator, you know, or any uh, psychotherapist would do with their patient to be able to listen carefully what the problem is, because a lot of people don't know how to listen. Mm. There's a lot, uh, especially between couples, Sean. Yes, I imagine. The women, or the men try to talk over each other. And the reason why they, they scream is because they raise their voice for the other one to listen. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. So, and uh, yeah, just uh, look, tone it down. Just know that if you keep it low decibel, the other person will follow through and they also will speak low decibel. It's just they, they will mirror the other person's behavior. That's what it is. So, but uh, yeah. overall, again, I'm going to say, uh, Sean, it, it certainly was, and it is a pleasure to have had met you and talked to you about this uh, specific group. And I know that a lot of listeners out there um, would love to know, first of all, men's group, M-E-N-S group.com. This is- Yeah, just, yeah, men's group.com. You can go to the website, you can enter your email there, and then we'll send you access to a free men's group so you can try it out. Or just our discussion community. If you want to see what kinds of things guys are talking about, you can just go in and join our community for free. See if it's a good fit and- uh, and Dan, you just touched on something at the end there that I think would be a good point to end on. And that is that like, I'm using my unique gifts because of the household I grew up in, kind of an emotionally abusive household. I'm good at listening. I had to be to survive. <laughs> so um, I didn't know how I fit into the world for a long time. Like I couldn't figure out how my soft skills, good at listening, good at getting people to open up. I'm likable um, because of that, how I could use that in the world. But I kept trying to explore and find it. And sure enough, as soon as I, like the farther I went in my career and, and the more I used those skills and just accepted myself for who I am and what I'm actually good at and like found something meaningful to match that, uh, that's when things started to really succeed in my life career wise. So I just encourage people to continue to explore what their gifts are and to 
match that up with what they find meaningful in the world. And that seems to be the magic ticket for these kinds of things. And I think that also when you are the most uncomfortable in situation, this is the only way you can grow. Yes. <laughs> just like to stay in that little cocoon, not think outside the box, and they will never really grow as an individual. So I yeah. think you, even though you, you question yourself about the group for the, you know, since you, you started it, you still push forward. And a yes. lot of people don't know how to push forward. They think that maybe this is not meant to be. No, it is meant to be. You have to believe in yourself. You have to believe in your dreams. Because if you don't believe in yourself, who will? Yeah, exactly. And it's just little steps, you know, it's like taking one little step and it's more of an experimentation, you know, is this going to work? Is it, do I like this? You know, do I like this thing? You don't, I don't have to start with a group of hundred people and get up there. You know, it's like, I, like when I started mezgroup.com, I thought this thing will be considered a success if I can sell 10 random people off the internet, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, after a few months, we're at 50. And I was like, wow, this thing's really working. But if it didn't work, then I'd go back to the drawing board and try something else, you know, to maybe try another kind of project or something. I even thought about going back to school as a counselor. Oh, yeah. I, I thought if men's group didn't work, I'm going to go get my master's in counseling. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, yeah, just taking those first steps, just exploring. And that's how you learn. That's how you figure out what works, what doesn't work. And usually the world actually rewards you, the universe or whatever you believe in. Um, if you're religious, maybe God or something like the, um, it seems to reward you when you do take those, when you do follow that fear and, um, lean into it, you know, just so. like the laws of attraction thoughts become yeah. the thing that you think about. So mm, a lot of yeah. people fail to put belief and action in between the thoughts and mm -hmm. it happen. So this yeah. is when you see, when you uh, read the book, the secret, or when you watch the, the movie, they, they didn't really emphasize the author, uh, Rhonda Byrne, they didn't push too much on about the action and belief. They just said, thought become things. Yeah, okay, well, I'm thinking about a Lamborghini in my garage. Where is it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you you got to get out of the house. You're not going to get a Lamborghini sitting on your couch. <laughs> exactly. That's not going to help. Yeah. But on that note, Sean, that is all the time that we have for today's podcast. I really do appreciate you taking the time out of your very busy schedule to join yeah. us. Yeah. Especially yeah. the heal from COVID. So again, thank you again for participating and inspiring our many listeners with your incredible story. And I yeah. hope that you have all enjoyed today's episode. And I'm very, very excited about the many upcoming guests that we have scheduled for season seven of the Happiness Journey podcast filled with incredible stories, just like the one that you're listening to today. Now, here are some concluding words of wisdom. You are where you are because of your life decision. If you want better result, you must take better action. You will learn the lesson and you will see the blessings. You will not stop until all your goals are realized. And when you do search these goals, you will set a new and better goal. You will grow and grow and grow even more and accept full responsibility for the result in your life. You will always challenge yourself to become a better version of yourself every year, every month, every week, day, hour, minute to second. You stay committed, you stay determined, and you will achieve greatness. Nothing in life will ever come easy. Success isn't something that happens overnight, but more about being consistent action throughout the years or decades that you will see incredible changes. Be patient and be open-minded. Sky's the limit. My name is Dr. Dan Amzalag, and you may all keep pursuing your amazing journey in life.